Welcome to Layer 8 Podcast, hosted by Greg Sasso and Victor Coronazario, where technology and business strategies converge to support the most important layer, the IT users. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Episode 8. How much does IT cost to run? Show me the money! <laughs> I was supposed to say that. I'm Cuba, ain't I? <laughs> oh, you're Cuba. I forgot. <laughs> All right. Well, we talk about here. We, we talk about situations that uh, Greg and I were in uh, high-level IT discussions about IT budget. You know, what to do if there isn't a budget and how to get started uh, creating one. Yes, yes. Um, uh, again, like we always like to start with a story is uh, job I was working at, actually working out with Victor, Went in, started the company. Um, there was someone there. They ended up leaving. That's when I got to hire on Victor. And after we got some stuff settled down, we went into the um, CEO's office and asked, hey, you know, what's the budget for IT? And the response was, it was a somewhat smaller company at that time. It was, you know, they took the figures they spent last year and added 10% to it. Well, that I didn't think, you know, even coming from the tech side, not being a business person, I was like, that doesn't really make sense to me. I want to know what am I spending money on? Am I spending it in the correct fashion? Am I spending the right amount? When does it need to be spent? Well, that, that's how your boss is at that level, at uh, VP and, uh, and C level, give you direction, right? How, how, how will you be rated uh, in terms of how you spend money and if you spend it wisely if you don't have a budget? And not just the one that you come up with, right? The, mm-hmm. uh, with the collaboration of the other departments. Yeah, we were. This is what we need, and this is yeah. what we want to be. Unfortunately, we weren't that organized at that time, so right. the company wasn't. So uh, I took it upon myself, and then when Victor started, we started looking at, okay, you know, understanding the business cycle, um, and then looking at what did we need to make this happen. You know, we knew we spent money all the time. Um, it, it's everything from the first we started with. I think we. We started with um, doing an inventory to know what kind of stuff we have. But we, we also looked at what was spent before, of course. Oh, no, exactly. But they, didn't, uh. they had categories on that, and they didn't really match up with the way I was thinking about it. And I, so I kind of ignored them at that point because I, I didn't see the relevance there because I was still learning this. Oh, so our was, controller didn't like you too much that day, right? No, no, no. That was <laughs> fine because it didn't, it didn't affect her at all. What happened down the line was... The owner started, or the CEO actually started liking what I was putting together, and he went to the controller and told her to change her categories. And she was a little upset with me, but I was like, I'm sorry, you know, we can change what you want. This is just, this was what makes sense to me. And that's when we started realizing, listen, when you do this, this discussion is not just IT. This involves everyone because IT touches everything. Everything from working with the finance director to figure out, okay, we need to make our categories match. And why is that important? When I say categories, I'm talking about you know, we have computers, we have servers, we have, you know, which is you know, infrastructure, routers, you know, um, switches. Well, with the cloud stuff. stuff, you have services, right? Which yeah. a, a lot of times other departments just went out and got a service. Yeah, there was a little no control over that part. But. Yeah, but, and then they wouldn't let us know, but when something broke, oh, we have to maintain it. That meant more labor. Well, it wasn't just we have to maintain it. What is that? Right. We didn't even know they had it. What is that? Does it affect our bandwidth? Does it affect uh, the control we have over data as a company? Yeah. So it was also getting not just the, the budget piece. And it, wasn't the, it wasn't a control issue. It was more of an understanding issue. If someone needed it, we wanted to let them have it. But we needed to, like Victor was saying, we need to know that they have it and, and that they're using it so that we can budget for it. If someone needs a high bandwidth application and they just buy it without telling us, that could turn into a big problem because then bandwidth is going down. Everyone's upset. 
we're trying to figure out what the problem is and then realize, oh, there's everyone going to this website and oh yeah, that's a business, um, business requirement now and we were unaware of it. Which then affects the budget because um, that means that we have to buy more bandwidth, for example. Yeah, and, and, that's, and, we, wouldn't, and we didn't plan for that. And that's right? also, even if, even if they said, yeah, you can buy it, well, that's not a next day thing, unfortunately, unless you have fiber now. Right, yeah, which is so. different, but you know, fiber costs money too. Yeah. If you don't need it for a five-person company, you're not going to get it. Maybe exactly. you just go with coax or whatever, right? Yeah. So going back yeah. to it, again, it was sitting down with the finance director, understanding the categories, making sure that they were all of the, what we agreed upon. And the reason I wanted to do that too was at the end of the year, I'm saying I budgeted this category, this amount. I wanted them to show me what I actually spent. Did I spend what I said? And that just makes it so, do I need to reallocate? Now, it's not just an overall cost of if you have a $2 million budget that I stay under. I want to know what I, what I hit on the, if I hit the nail on the head. Right. And so I can categorize right the next time. You know, when machines come up, that's a simple thing. If you have a three-year life cycle machines, you know that every three years, you're going to need to budget for new machines. And it also allows you then, the next step we did was we knocked it down to even not just what am I spending per year, but what am I spending per month? Because again, the cycles in business, there were some months where we weren't having, there wasn't enough money coming into the business for me to be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on IT. Well, cash flow fluctuated, right? Thank you. So then you can say, okay, I I know I need to buy 10 machines and have them ready for April, but I I can't buy in February. I have to buy in March. Exactly. And if, if you can look at that kind of level of detail, you can work with the other departments to say, I need this money. Is it available? And once you understand the business cycle, you'll know that, like Victor said, the cash flow, you know, for the accounting firm we work for, you know, after April 15th, they were, people were doing billing. So, you know, May and June, it was pretty okay. But come middle of summer, it wasn't always the best. So yeah. not that we weren't making money. We were still making money. But it, I couldn't have spent the hundreds of thousands of dollars because the cash flow wasn't there. Right. And we did spend a lot of money on RT. I mean, that's the, that's the one that I think we catch everybody's GNA. <laughs> Because, you know, all the money that we spend on employees for every department, it it comes from our budget sometimes, which, you know, we could talk about that, too, in terms of uh, schools of thought on that. I I, I thought that was a little unfair because it always seemed that, whoa, IT spends all this money. Well, no, it's really your department because you have this specialized application that only you need. And now you have 20 people. My budget shows that your department is spending 25% of my IT yeah. uh, budget. Well, then you get into that if you get to the analytics of the help desk, which is a different episode too. But it gets into, you know, well, all the, the, out of the 250 people, your group calls us the most. So really, you should get charged for that cost, the IT cost, not just the, the GNA. Right, right. But, but let's get into uh, the issues. We have some, I, I think we have some notes here that, that, that we should follow to uh, make sure that we detail this for our listeners. Well, yeah. So where do we start, Greg? Where, where, yeah, where on this, like I said, is a, we kind of got into that a little bit already. But you want to just talk to all the department heads. It's getting a feel for, you know, finance is a major one because they're the ones that give you the money. But it's also talking to other departments like, what do you need? Whether it's your marketing department that's going to be putting out, they're marketing a new service you guys just have. Or if it's, you know, even the, the business lines, that, you know, again, what are you guys focusing on? Understanding what the business needs that year so that you can say, okay, I need this much money to, to perform that. It's also, you know, is a company growing? Do I need to add on more personnel? Do I need to add on, you know, especially if, if the company is growing exponentially, whatever, you need more servers, so I need a VMware specialist. That goes in the budget. Those people aren't cheap. Right. Um, but understanding what everyone in the company is doing is going to definitely help you get a feel for this. Then when you go to present your budget, you're like, listen, I'm hearing this from all the departments. Here's what I need. So it makes it also so you're not having to 
have that discussion or having being told no. It's like, this is not what I'm telling you. This is what the business is telling, you know, in that scenario, I've reported to the CEO. This is what your department heads are telling me I need to support them. So if that's not correct, then we need to have a general discussion with department heads to figure out what are we going to do here. All right. So you talk to the department heads first, find out what they need, then you translate it into IT needs, uh, meaning the configuration items that you need, uh, labor that you need to make that exactly. happen. And then you put in all that detail. You don't share that detail necessarily with the C-level people, but you roll it up in, into budget categories. Yeah. And if they say, well, we need you to expand on that, do we you want to listen to the details about IT? Yeah. They can. And we'd already have them broken out. as like, I'm not just throwing out arbitrary figures of, you know, I need a million dollars for this. No, you said this is a business need, and I'm saying... I'm telling you, this is how much it's going to cost to support that. If that's not a realistic figure, then let's have that discussion at that point. Right. Um, but when you have those details, it just makes it easy. It's not, let me go back and figure it out. It also shows that you know what you're doing. It's not, I didn't just, again, throw this number out there. I researched this. I'm letting the business know what the other business lines need. Because sometimes, you know, people don't talk to each other. And it's right. kind of like, oh my God, what are we spending here? Well, and it's a good role to be in because you're present you have FaceTime with everybody that matters and makes decisions in the company. But you also have to involve, involve staff uh, in the IT side to help you figure out, you know, again, what hardware, software, services you need to get that to happen. And on the department side, yes, you talk to seed level people, uh, but I think they also should involve their staff because sometimes... Uh, higher level folks don't know what it takes to actually do the job. Exactly. They just yes. ask for it and say, get it done. <laughs> and then you figure out later, oh, shoot, but it, these people are taking all this time to do it. Maybe we have to revisit the way we perform uh, our tasks, our daily tasks, yeah. right? So th this could be a long process if you never had it. Uh, it, it, it it's a long process even when you did, Victor, because uh, like I said, in the beginning, we weren't doing that. And I asked to have a department head meeting. Um, I think I did it quarterly. In the beginning, when we started that, it was, you know, what is IT doing? I was like, we're missing the point of this meeting. This is a department head meeting, not an IT meeting. I wanted it to be that everyone was talking about what their departments were doing. So everyone in the company would get an understanding and we can get a consensus on, you know, again, what you're doing is important to your group. But and if you need my IT help, you're thinking I need it now. But if I'm having to deal with three other groups and that's a business priority, you need to understand that. So, you, again, it also makes it so that you're not. I don't know, having bad feelings or having this animosity towards people thinking that, you know, we're not helping. It's, no, we're helping, but the owners are telling me I have to do this. I want you to understand that. If you still need that, let's figure out a way to do it. It might be more staff. It might be more money. But, again, everyone should understand kind of at a high level what everyone else is doing to help with this process. It's vital. It's, it, that's what's going to make it work. Right. That uh, also helps to set up expectations on delivery of service, right? Because if, if, I, if I say to you, it, we have that initial talk about the budget, right? And we say, okay, this is what you need to get this done. And the department heads or C-level people say, we don't have the money right now. Okay. I, I wanted to give you 100%, but I don't have 100% of what I need. So I'm gonna, the delivery is going to be 80%, right? You're going to cool. have less people to maintain and you're going to have less systems. So this is the reality of the budget. But and also, everybody knows it. But also in that, you have your business line department heads that can help you get the money you need. Because if they're saying, I absolutely need this, Greg. I need to get this done or I can't, I'm, not, I'm going to fail in my requirements. Okay, then let's go talk to the CEO. Right. Team I'm, effort, right? Yes. I'm telling you this is what we need. And now you have your, for the CEO, you have these two people that you trust coming in to tell you they need this. Find the money. Right. And most of the time when you do that, I mean, at least I'm, I, I've been very fortunate. 
we got the money. I, I was never, I was told my team when I hired people even, you know, we've never been told no at that, at that particular company. We were never told no to money. I was told I have to wait, but he trusted me. And because I did my research and when we um, showed him what we needed it for, he was fine with it. Right. But I've been told no in a lot of other companies. <laughs> but, but again, it's the thing about being unrealistic. Uh, you, you know, you, you want all these things, all these services, uh, all, all this quality in the service, but you don't want to give me any money. But just do it. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you believe that much in me that you think I can do all this stuff yeah, but it's, without any money, but it's unrealistic. Yeah, and also, I mean, and Victor saying that, since I know him, I know who, of the company he's talking about, and that's why he's not there anymore. Right. I mean, because they didn't, they, they had all these high expectations to do stuff and get stuff done, but with no money, and that's just, that's not realistic. Right. And again, if you present this in that fashion of, here's what I need, here's why, here's when I need it, I'm meeting your goals, and you're actually showing them this money's for this, and they're saying no, that shows that the company's really not willing to invest in IT. And, you know, I don't know how much further you can go with that place. Now, mind you, uh, on, on the other side, we have to get creative in the way we deliver stuff, right? Because yes. sometimes we, we have our mindset on a, on a certain technology or... Uh, we like to gold play stuff. That's what they call it, right? Uh, gold play, give you a catalog when all you need is a whatever Subaru, yeah. <laughs> right? So we have to make sure we understand that and understand uh, at least industry averages and standards because not all industries spend the same money on IT, even though they, they get the, the same results in terms of what they want, right? Because yeah. they have less needs. And actually, uh, Greg pointed me to a, a Gardner article that shows those differences. I mean, it shows stuff like in the construction industry, they spend 1% of, of, of revenue, right? Yes. Of, of revenue. So We're, in other companies, to, it was like three yeah, or when you five. Look at, when right? you look at professional services, you get three to five or even 6%, which is just a phenomenal difference. And you start to realize, wow. And it's not to say 1% is wrong or it's bad because if that's what they spend, that's what they spend. It's really looking at as an average to show, again, the... Uh, the sea levels of here's what the average company spending, right? Right. Well, and, and companies, different companies <coughs> per per head make mo more or less money. Correct. Right? I I think construction companies make a lot more money per head than professional services companies because professional services, you know, the, the professionals do it is very expensive. Yes. Right. They're very expensive, and all you have is that human capital. I think in other industries, they have the human capital, but they also have assets that help uh, with the jobs. Yes. Or, or the name or, 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 or whatever. So 1% doesn't mean that it's small. And again, these are just averages from that, from the Gartner site, but they're good. They're good averages. And they show you again, especially if you're making, if your company's spending a lot less, go to the owners, but show them, don't just say we're spending less money. We need to spend more. Show them why. If it's, Hey, we're running on servers that are 10 years old. We need to upgrade. Right. And it's, it's, you know, again, the more information you have to go in there, you're going to look more intelligent. You're going to, you're asking for a lot of money. We're not talking thousands. We're talking probably hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars you're going in to ask for. You need to have your stuff lined up. Well, and they better get results when they give you that money. Exactly. And you need to be able to show that at the end, you know, yeah. you've, you spent this much money for this. Here's what you're getting back. And right. that, that goes into looking at, you know, again, why did I spend this money? Show the owner, you spent this for this. Uh, one quick, you know, we talk about ROI, which is return on investment. Um, one of the ones, I think it was when Victor first started working with me years and years ago at this new company, we worked together prior, uh, we were looking at a spam device. Right. And, you know, we'll 
promote this one. It was the Barracuda Spam device. Right. Phenomenal device back in the day. I think they're still pretty good. I haven't worked with them recently. But sure, sure. Phenomenal yeah. device. And we showed, you know, it was like a $3,000 device. And I was like, that's a lot of money. You know, we don't have that. I'm like, well, I did an analysis showing them, here's how much the average person spends. Because I did a survey. The average person spends 10 minutes a day on spam. We had 80 people in the company. So 10 times 80 is 800 minutes per day were spent on this. I took then the average bill. I couldn't get the, at that time, I couldn't get what the salaries were, understandably. HR didn't want to give those to me. So I just took the average bill rate, saying, not knowing that everyone at that point wasn't billable, but if you took the average bill rate and looked at 800 minutes, here's what you're spending you know, for that day, or you're missing um, the possibility for revenue. Right, yeah. And no. when I showed him this, and I said, basically the return on investment was, I think it was really short. It was like a, less than a month. He's like, buy it. Right. And that made it simple, and that helped me learn too. Going to, the business people are business people. It's about the, the bottom line. Talking about the technology is irrelevant. They want to know what is it going to cost. And when I showed him that, he's like, absolutely do it. It's a no-brainer. Well, most vendors these days, they have those, those Excel sheets or, or templates made for you already. So I put the onus on them. Oh, you want to sell me something? Show me the return on, on investment. But in saying that too, one of the things Victor and I always looked at is they always throw these figures out there like at this percent of money. And we're like, where do they come up with these figures? Right. At least in this scenario, I kept the surveys from this, his staff, basically the, all the people in the company. So if he asked, I'm like, here's what your people are telling us. Some people said they spent more. Some people spent less. But your own staff is saying they spent this. And I'm showing you the figures. He could have put those figures together. And he realized, wow, this is a lot. Oh, sure. And, Our responsibility is to make sure that yeah. those numbers make sense. But I mean, we also then did a survey afterwards, and it showed that we were right. It was a great purchase because it showed that they went from whatever, the average of 10 minutes down to almost nothing. You know, 30, right. whatever, a minute, a few minutes a day right. versus, you know, the 10 minutes a day. So it was a great investment. Well, and with the few minutes that, that we have left, I also wanted uh, to talk about the fact that your budgets also have categories within themselves, in terms the big categories in terms of what you're spending, right? Uh, maintenance. You have innovation. Mm -hmm. So then you can see, you can also show, uh, okay, this budget is not just to run things. We, we want to introduce new products or whatever, and this is why. And that's where the ROI comes in because you have to get that innovation budget approved as well. But you should start categorizing like that because that shows that your department is dynamic and is trying to make the business grow. If yes. you just have one general category for everything, then... Uh, you might be seen as an average manager in a way because you you're not thinking about the future. Yeah. It's not, you know, you want to show that in the budget that you are thinking about the future. And historically IT the bulk of the IT budget and I've seen various pie charts with the you know the percentages on there from I think the average historically has been like 80% of IT budgets are spent keeping the lights on, make, making everything run that's there, you know, replacing servers and stuff, not being innovative. And it needs to change. I mean, every, every, all these new vendors are trying to sell you new products, show you that. You need to change to be more innovative. But like Victor and I were just discussing before the show, is it, it's not going to be a consistent, you know, 80% is going to be innovative. Because once you innovate, then you need to actually right. maintain that system and making sure, you know, checking the stats and did it actually work. So, right. so that, that your innovation budgets should fluctuate from... From year to year, man, not really year to year, maybe every three years or whatever. Yeah. It should be a fluctuation where it goes up sometimes and then it goes back down because when it goes back down, it should show that your innovation actually worked. Yes. And, and you're on par or ahead of the rest of the industry. Correct. Right. So, uh, well, let's talk about lessons learned real quick to see if, if uh, people can get some takeaways from this, Greg. Uh, what's the first one? What would you say? 
Well, again, it's checking um, to make sure that if you see if there's a current budget in place. If there is or isn't, then that's where you need to get started. Ask finance, hey, what have we spent on IT in the last few years? That gives you a feel for what they've done in the past, um, which will help you go forward. Now, if it's a, a little, you're gonna, it's going to be always harder to ask for more money, but this is the starting point. Right. And, and also talk to all the department heads to ensure that your account for their IT needs uh, when working with the budget because you want to make sure that when you roll it up, it, it was a team effort. This yes. budget thing, I think IT in general is a team effort and a lot of times it's seen as just one person. It's seen as a silo and, it's, and it shouldn't be. It needs to be that, you know, hey, when I'm asking for money, I've talked to these people, I've written down what they've said, even get them to sign off in an email. You don't have to physically have them sign off, but say, yes, this is what I need from you guys. Right. And it's, you know, you might have a four or five year life cycle on computers. They say we need the best of the best. Right. Present that. Right. I mean, it's not for you to say no. If the business says yes, then what do you care? Well, and, and these are the pointers that we want you to take away. Uh, we can go into more, more detail in the Prometheus Consulting LLC.com blog. Please post there. Let us know what you think. We could point you to more, more resources. Uh, one thing uh, we'd like you to check out is what we mentioned about Gartner. We mentioned Gartner's uh, website where you can go and check out the stats of IT spending per industry. I and think you do need a login for that. Uh, you might not, but check it out. If you need a login, talk to us too. <laughs> talk, talk in our blog. But we, the website that we went to, the URL was www.gartner.com slash technology slash metrics. You can check that out there. Also, we're on iTunes now, right, Greg? Yes, we just got up there. It was awesome. Please go, please go over there, leave comments, suggestions. Uh, we're learning just like anybody else. Uh, and rate and, us, too. And rate us. Uh, please rate us with a five. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, keep it to yourself. <laughs> all right? Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can see a list of all of our podcasts at PrometheusConsultingLLC.com. Make sure to tune in to our next episode.